Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, May 14th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to read from Galatians again today, but before that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we know that we screw up. We know that we don't love always as we should. We know that we are not the best witnesses sometimes. But we thank you that we can come back to you and be touched by your grace, be touched by your love, and then sent out to try again. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen to part of the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. We'll be looking at the first chapter, verses 13 through 17, and the second chapter, verses 11 through 21. You have heard no doubt of my earlier life in Judaism. I was violently persecuting the church of God and was trying to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many among my people of the same age, for I was far more zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. But when God, who had set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might proclaim him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with any human being. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were already apostles before me. But I went away at once into Arabia, and afterwards I returned to Damascus. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood self-condemned. For until certain people came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But after they came, he drew back and kept himself separate for fear of the circumcision faction. And the other Jews joined him in this hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not acting consistently with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is justified, not by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. And we have come to believe in Christ Jesus, so that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by doing the works of the law, because no one will be justified by the works of the law. But if in our effort to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have been found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again the very things that I once tore down, now I demonstrate that I am a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if justification comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. 
Tara, for our Friday fun question, if you could not be convicted of <laughs> one type of crime, what criminal charge would you like to be immune to? Speeding. I love to drive fast. <laughs> I, if I, well, and this is why we need laws, right? Because I would be going like bananas all over town. But, um, but yes, yeah, speeding. <laughs> what about you? Oh, man, that's kind of innocuous compared to the ones I was thinking mm. of. I mean, the first one I was thinking of is, is embezzling. I'd love to make a lot of money. Embezzling. <laughs> <laughs> but probably. He's not in charge of any of the finances here at the church, people. No, I, I'm just kidding. I, we were doing a hypothetical question. <laughs> um, but the, the I think actually what I would choose is trespassing. You know, there are a lot of people that have really awesome land that no one else can go on <laughs> that I would love to go. You know, some people. People own many lakes that no one else can go on. I'd love to go to that the lake by hilarious. myself. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but back to our scripture. This passage talks about hypocrisy, which is a term we often hear levied against Christians. What does hypocrisy look like in this passage? And how does Paul call us to respond to that today? So... I think maybe my working definition of hypocrisy, and I'll say that I didn't look it up before this question, <laughs> is the idea that there is a standard that we call for, and yet we transgress that standard ourselves. Mm -hmm. So in this passage, before the Judaizers got upset with Peter, he ate freely with Gentiles a lot. And so for him to now say, oh, yeah, 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 we shouldn't be eating with them. It's just a clear hypocrisy, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell that it's not what, I mean, not, it hasn't been what he's believed before. So the question is, why would he do it now? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the basis of what this passage comes down to. And I've already forgotten your other question. <laughs> well, why don't you jump in? <laughs> well, I looked up, uh, I looked up hip hypocrisy well first i looked up hypocrite which is a person who engages in hypocrisy but so i looked up hypocrisy nice uh-huh uh, and hypocrisy is the practice of engaging in the same behavior activity for which one criticizes another uh, so yes. which, which i think is an important part because um i, I think that that critical notion is an important part that because that is interesting because you know, we can, you can, you can strive for a standard and admit that you're not getting there. Well, um, and that's and, all of and, Christianity. And that's what we want to, that's what we want our brand to be, right? That's what we want to proclaim is like, we are not here and that's what we're going to. But it's that negative aspect uh, that uh, I think is what's, what's really um, disgusting for a lot of people. Well, and, and that's and, what destroys relationships. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and and that's and that and you know not that the church doesn't have a history of doing that yes. of, of of having that critical aspect of it um the accusation comes from probably a very real place um so as the church as christians um 
as we see in scripture, that means that you really need to overcorrect in a way of, of, of admitting that, yeah, this has happened in the past and, and you know what, I'm probably guilty of it at, at yeah. times. Um, and I am sorry, you know, yes. uh, and, and that is the church that we can come and say, yeah, we've been hypocrites. Um, I would argue that any, if you are passionate about some political affiliation, you've probably been hypocritical in, in, in some way. Uh, and I think the difference is, is the church gives you space to say, yes, I have been that. And I'm to confess and I want to confess and to have grace and to go and to go and live transformed. And I think that's what Paul um, is, is getting at with Peter. He's like, you know, you have laid you have you have been critical um, of, of people that aren't following Christ. Um, yes. And this is what it means to follow Christ is to open up the table to Gentiles. You know, it's funny. I do. I had mentioned earlier in the week that I think this is about kind of um, we were talking about an orientation. And I think this reminds me that the orientation I should have is that it's always an inside job, hmm. um, that my life of faith is always something that I have to negotiate for myself. And that is enough work <laughs> than judging what my neighbor is yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, and so it's really about me and my relationship to God. And then the promise too, you know, Paul also says here that he has Christ within himself. And I kind of feel like my job is to uncover Christ more and more in myself and not worry so much about Christ in yourself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I do want to point out of what, what seems to me to be biblical in this sense is that, uh, you know, Paul is critical of of peter and or yeah of peter in this to mm-hmm. me peace paul is critical of peter in the situation of you know what as a community we do need to call our members out if they're damaging if if they're hurting others of, yes. of, that, of that is when that is that is when it needs to be brought up um again as a as a community uh and to to provide gr- opportunities for grace and uh and confession and redemption and reconciliation, uh, that that is part of the life of faith as well. And it's that, you know, that also goes against our idea of American nationalism, which says that we are an individual with certain rights over and over again in the gospel. Um, it is always about the community of faith and what is best for the community of faith. And that means we have to learn at times to maybe let go of what I think is so important and let something else rise to the top. I think that's also the big difference is, is, you know, Jesus was critical. It, it happens within the community. It's yeah. not, it's not a criticism of an outside group. It's yes. like, well, they're not part of our group. They're not part of our family of faith. We don't have a relationship with them. It doesn't make sense for me to say you're doing this wrong because that's not going to do yeah. anything. But the people that I have a relationship with, <laughs> Jesus was very critical of the Pharisees who were his people. He was yes. in, in a sense, Jesus was, the Pharisees were essentially people who took a liberal view of the law and added on to it and it expanded it. That's what Jesus did with his, you know, um, I say to you not, uh, if you have merely looked at a woman, you've, you've, yeah. you've lusted after her. That's, that's Pharisaical in a uh-huh, way uh-huh. of he's expanding on the law. So he's with his colleagues that that is where the criticism's coming. He's very rarely says, you know, those Samaritans aren't worshiping right. And that's what I'm criticizing. It's his, it's his own community. Yes. And I think 
you know, Israel as a nation had an idea of themselves as they were going to be the light of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They were Mm going to be um, the chosen ones Mm -hmm. who would lead others to this worship of God. So it makes sense to me that from within, if that is their calling, that there would be some sort of critique. Yeah, um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I am going to close us with... Um, a quote from the great Johnny Cash, who was once asked why he dressed all in black. And he said, I wore black because I liked it, and I still do. And wearing it means something to me. It's still my symbol of rebellion against a stagnant status quo, against our hypocritical, hypocritical houses of God, against people whose minds are closed to others' ideas. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.